Is this the greatest podcast of all time? No. However, do we try our best? Probably not. Regardless, it is Men Seeking Tomahawks. I am your trusty host, Jack Drastic, alongside Mama's fancy boy, Danny Franks. Danny, how are we, sir? Doing great. Shout out to all the new listeners this week. I know we got a bunch of subscribers from the Little D. Uh, hopefully that's not an offensive term, but yeah, last week's show was a hit. Yeah, it's incredible. We're uh, ending the year on on a high note, which is a easy thing to do these years. So Danny, this is a Danny show. I don't know if you know this. No, hit the, let's go ahead and play the live version of the, the Danny show theme song. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> anyways, Jack, it is the Danny show. Um, in the last week, I had the unfortunate uh, thing happen, which is not only did I have to take one of my vehicles to the auto mechanic, but I had to take both of my family vehicles to the auto mechanic. Mm. And uh, it it drained me both mentally and, uh, sad to say, financially as well. Uh, it was a very cruel uh, twist of fate. So I, I, I wanted to bring that to the table and find some sort of sounding board and hopefully maybe some empathy from you and uh, the dear listener about that. Well, as my friend Dan Franks once said, men seeking mm. tomahawks is nothing if not a sounding board. And I certainly think that uh, issues and heartache and woe with the, the mechanic is definitely something relatable by all means. So, all right, we'll uh, say no more, Dan. We'll go ahead and jump right into this. I'm excited. Yeah, put on your... Uh... Put on your jock strap and your, uh, I don't know, your grease monkey outfit and let's let's get going. Hells yes. So guys, coming up next, we're going to delve into the, uh, the sordid affairs of one Dan Franks. But first, as we said, we've, we've uh, had quite a bit of outpour of love from Little D, that is Denton, Texas. So why not start off with some folk music from Denton, Texas? This is Pine Box Serenade with their song, Finger of God. And it is right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. You can't see me till it's too late. Haphazardly, I don't discriminate. I stalk him proud, both day and night. You'll hear my winds howl, you'll feel my smile. And I feed off of you Spit out the residue I'm the finger of God Tearing at your facade Do. 
Pinebox Serenade with Finger of God. That is a little bit of folk music all the way from Denton, Texas. And if you would like to hear more from Pinebox Serenade or any of the musicians featured on today's program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. So Dan, the uh, psychiatric office is open for you. Got the nice little day bed there for you to stretch out and Got my little yellow pad here, as you can see. <laughs> Go ahead, tell us, tell us your woes, Dan. Yeah, where no, does the, it yeah, hurt? Well, well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll show you where it hurts, and it's it's in multiple places. But yeah, as I said, going into the break, I spent uh, several days over the last couple weeks at the auto mechanic for my two family vehicles. And I guess I should preface this the same way, you know. Uh, People say, I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice. Uh, I'm not an auto expert, Jack. You might not have known that, but I'm not real real handy with the automobile uh, fixing. It's okay, bud. We're, Thank you. My daddy was a mechanic, and I I did, I did fell far from that tree. So, And I feel like a lot of us did. We fell, we fell far from trees. It's okay. <laughs> it's, uh, this is, the, this is the, the tree we are in, which is the trust tree. The trust tree. Well, well, okay. So the, in the trust tree, and I'll hop in my, my trusty vehicle, and um, two vehicles. So I'll, I'll split these stories into two. The first one is the older of my two vehicles. Both are uh, old, paid off, but very trusty. Mm. And driving down the road on a, on a weekday morning, and a light comes on in the dashboard. Heard a beep, kind of that jolting beep that you'll hear if, if a light pops on. And normally when that happens, in, in my experience at least, it's been like flat tire or something like that. And this time it was my battery light, which was really weird. Because normally, like, if your car doesn't start because it's got a dead battery or a low battery, then that light will come on. Yeah. But I'm, like, cruising down the road, and all of a sudden my battery light comes on. Like, that's weird. Uh, So I I got to a stoplight and pulled out the phone and did some light Googling. And uh, what I saw was, oh, if your battery light comes on while you're driving, like, this is not good. Um, but whatever you do, don't turn off the car. You got to go straight to the mechanic um, because if the light's on, that basically means the battery is no longer being charged. So, what I do know about vehicles is uh, a car battery. As you drive the car, it charges that battery. Right. So that's how the battery stays charged. And something had happened in this situation where that battery was no longer being charged. It still had enough battery power to you know continuing operating the vehicle at least for the time being but it wasn't being charged so sounds like alternator uh yeah so that's kind of um like in my limited knowledge something like that i I don't know (laughs) (laughs) um yes alternator but something that was not uh working properly so i i went home i i went against the the warning i shut off the vehicle for a minute rebel um (laughs) rebel uh, luckily, that didn't screw me over. I, I had plenty of that coming later on, though. Hold but, on, uh, though. Hold on. Isn't that a isn't that a sensation we've all done? Like, we all do the responsible thing. We pull out the smartphone. <laughs> we're like, why is it that my right arm just fell off? And they're like, if your right arm falls off, you have to go to the emergency room right now. And we all we all read it, and we're like, okay. But then we go to our auntie's house because, like, we were. I mean, it's closer, you know. Yeah. But we all do that same thing. Yeah, so it was one of those things. I was like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do. But I did. I went home and and booked a time at the dealership and did make my way over there pretty quick. And, you know, drove in there and and I was due for an oil change anyway. So I was like, okay, just do the oil change, do the 
whatever the the bumper to bumper inspection and by the way like this light came on can you help me figure out what it was so i don't know if you've had this lately do you, i guess i should ask you where do you take your vehicle for oil changes are you sliding under it yourself to pull the plug or are you taking it into a a shop man dude i i used to do the oil change uh myself and uh when i was with with vehicles that were about my age right so easy to work on mostly trucks not a problem but then all of a sudden i got old and then i had a little bit of extra spending money a little bit of extra walking money and i realized hey the amount of money i'm spending on buying all the supplies is kind of the same is if I just take it over here to this oil change place and they get the job done and I'm not greasy. So, you know what? You go, queen. Treat yourself, right? So that's what I do. So I, I've traditionally done something similar. And I don't know what got me in the habit. Maybe it's having older vehicles and just wanting to make sure I'm doing all of the right things because I really don't want to have to go through the trouble of replacing them. Yeah. So I started more recently going to the dealerships, actually. So... This one's a Mazda, so I've been taking it to the Mazda dealership, feeling like that's the right thing. Um, so that's what I did. Took it in there. And they have these things now where you'll wait in the waiting room, and they send you a text, and it will open up when you click the link. It'll open up this full like inventory of everything they checked. You know, Here's a picture of your tires. They're looking good. Wow. Here's a picture of this or that. Well, in this case, they sent me a picture of something. I had no idea what it was. It was something under the hood. But they kind of like circle on there, and they're like, "This is where the serpentine belt should be." Uh, there's no belt in your in your engine. Mm. Uh, the serpentine belt, which going back to your alternator theory, um, the serpentine belt, I guess, turns the alternator, and that's what charges the battery. Right. So, like you said, without that serpentine belt, uh, the alternator is not functioning. So that's Dan, was listen, the issue. I'm sorry we we didn't have this conversation when you were younger. I, I always meant to, you know, take you fishing. <laughs> And just tell you this one day, but Dan, listen, you you gotta have the serpentine belt. I'm sorry, gotta. I I I, ne- I I failed you. That's that's what happened. I'm sorry. Well, thank you for that. And now I know. Uh, and so, two hundred dollars serpentine belt. Okay, like, fair enough. Well, then, oh, by the way, you got this old spark plug, right? Okay, another three hundred, two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, oh, your brakes, they're, they're looking weak. And I was like, wait, you know, start going into all these things. Your brakes, your brake pads, uh, your rotors. Uh, so all of these things add up. $1,600. Oh, so anyways, you know, go in for, okay, maybe a battery issue. Yeah, get the oil changed. $1,600 later, I'm getting like brand new car, right? That's what I'm feeling like. By the way, like, you know, the, the tires, eh, they're okay. They're yellow. Right, all this other stuff is red. Like you got to do the red gotta tires, do the red. yellow. But but then oh, okay, so I don't know if you've had this, but well, two of the tires are actually red. Other two are yellow, so you can replace two. But if you buy three, we give you the fourth free. So you might as well just replace them all. You might as well. Might as well. So anyways, I kind of went through this inventory, and I was like, okay, I'll do these reds. Um, maybe the yellows, the tires, I'll I'll, I'll handle them later. Um, and, and this was what got me with this one though was. They're like, oh, by the way, because of the whole no belt thing, uh, your battery's fried too. So you're gonna have to have a new battery, two hundred dollars. And this is where this is where I started kind of suspecting there might be some issue because yeah, I personally replaced that battery within the last month. 
I had some battery issues previously, mainly because I left a light on inside. So this was like a self-imposed thing. This wasn't to do with that belt. But I was like, wait a second. Did you actually like, did you check the battery? Like, oh yeah, it's like, there's nothing left of it. I was like, go back and check it again. Like, I understand that like normally when this happens, like maybe it's, there's a battery issue. I was like, just check it again. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? We we, we re-ran the machine and the battery's looking good. You don't need that anymore. So that's when I started like, as soon as you, you punch one hole in it, yeah. then you start questioning everything. Like, what about those brakes I just approved? Okay. Yeah. So we need to, we need to pull the microscope back, right? Because both you and I are men in our, our, our later 30s, right? So we, we fit a certain dynamic, a certain uh, subset of humanity known as like the millennial, right? And the whole millennials don't know this and we're ruining that. There's a lot validity to those claims but we we know it like fight clubs told us this right like we didn't we got raised by the the tv we didn't what i when i was learning to work on cars it was mostly me holding a flashlight and getting yelled at you know i get it i get it we we're ill-equipped in certain aspects and that's the sort of thing that's the poker game that we're talking about here with you is because you showed up to the poker game and some guys like look i got two aces right here I just want you to know, like they're in my hand. There are two aces. Sorry. So, and you know what? We don't know. Like, and it sucks. This is a thing that sucks, but it's, it's so often the case where you're sitting there looking at it. It's like this guy, you're looking at him. You're like, is this guy BSing me right now? And yeah, like I just found one BS. Like is all these other things also BS? Yeah. But, but then the other part of you is like, well, I'm about to put the missus, and the kiddos in this vehicle. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, how how much of an a-hole do I want to be here? Like, is it worth it me saving myself $100 right here? What's on the other end of that spectrum? You know? So I get mm-hmm. it. This is this is broader than this one conversation. It's it's you it's you and me and many like us just trying to navigate this whole tomfoolery and it it's not good and it's not easy, you know? There's no good well, answer. Ha- yeah, and that you know, this kind of thing started having me question, like, you know, okay, I, I've I thought I've been taken to the dealership because they're the ones that you know know the vehicle the best, right? They have people specialized in this specific type of vehicle, but then if they're pulling like that crap, and I know, like, I've known before that the dealership is like the most expensive option for oil change for parts, whereas you might go to like a Firestone or, um, you know, around here we have a chain called Quick Car. Some of these that are like almost billed as a little bit more of the discount options. So like if I'm going to the this that I think is like, I don't know, the premium side of things and I'm getting ripped off, like I might as well just go to the if I'm going to get ripped off anyways, like I might as well go to the discount one and then the rip off actually won't, you know, be as as hard on the pocketbook. Yeah. Okay, so here's my fatherly advice that I didn't give you before. So like here's where I'm at right now. I'm old. I don't have time to do this S on my own. So like I do definitely use a vendor, uh, or, you know, a service. And I used to use this place, uh, locally that was a Nissan dealership because I had a Nissan, but then I ended up, but they had, they were so good and they were privately owned and they're like, you know what? Like they, they didn't do that kind of BS that you're mm-hmm. referring to. So I was like, cool. Okay. So like they bought, they, they got my trust. I got rid of the Nissan. I got a Honda. 
kept bringing the Honda to the dealership because I trusted them. They got bought. And then all of a sudden, little uh, nickely-dimey things, kind of like what you're referencing, mm-hmm. those kind of things started to happen. Like, oh, gosh, your blinker fluid. What happened? Like, we have to do the whole thing. And I was like, ah, oh, this, this doesn't feel as good as it used to do, right? So... To your point, I used to then. Then after I could, I started feeling icky about it. I started going to uh, like the drive-through quick lube thing. Mm-hmm. It was cheaper, and also it was COVID, so like I could stay in my car and I didn't have to talk. I just had to slightly roll the window down, put my debit <laughs> card out, and say, "Okay, we're done." I go back, flash forward a few months. I go to the dealership again. It turns out that the cheap lube place uh, misthreaded the bolt that went into the the oil pan and they had to rethread it or retap it or whatever the hell and that ended up being several hundred dollars so like okay you're effed you're basically the moral of the story is right you're effed either <laughs> you're going to go to the chain uh dealership thing and you know you're they're going to add up they're going to make that invoice as broad and girthy as they can or you're going to go to the cheapo place and some kid who's making minimum wage doesn't give an F and is going to rethread your oil pan and ruin it. And so, sorry, Dan, that's where we're at. Well, thanks for that. Um, so I got three pro tips on this one before we uh, listen to some music and then come back and talk about the other vehicle. But the pro tips that I I can think of coming out of this one was, first of all, um, when I talked about that battery issue, what I, I learned is AutoZone, who is more, you know, they're more like just a, a parts place where you go buy your own stuff. Yeah. Um, they sell batteries for much cheaper than the dealership was offering them to me, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you go in there to buy a battery, they want you to bring in the old one, and they'll run a test on it, and they'll say, oh, this battery's fine. Like, you don't need a new one. They've actually, like, unsold me batteries multiple times where I've purchased one online thinking, just, I just need a new battery. And you switch out batteries. Like, you bring the old one in, and they take it to recycle it. Um, multiple times I've done that over the years and they've tested it and been like, oh, you don't have a battery issue. Like you need to go to the mechanic and see what's wrong with, you know, there's something else wrong. So AutoZone, you know, good, good place for making sure that you're not buying something you don't need. Um, the second is at the dealership or the, the mechanic shop or wherever you're taking it, uh, when they give you, here's all the repairs you need, here's your total. Uh, and this is, you know, uh, negotiating 101, but they almost always have some sort of coupon that can apply and you can if you know you're going to do the service anyways you can be like well i don't know do you have any kind of coupon that can knock it if i do all this stuff off and uh in this story and then the one after it that i'm going to tell both of those i think i got like 15 or 20 percent knocked off just just by asking so that was good um then the third is i did get the tires that they recommended i didn't get it through them i went to costco which i know you're a you're a costco uh, member pro costco uh, but the the tires were cheaper, and it actually comes with a lot better, I, I guess, warranty or or you know backup is is yeah. a good word because um, if you get any kind of flat or anything like that, you just take it into Costco and they'll fix it or repair it, replace it if need be. Um, just a lot a lot better, you know, not just pricing but also support. And I think this is cool. I don't know why, but they fill it with nitrogen instead of air. Like it's lighter. I don't. I don't yeah, yeah, better gas. I don't know. Better Stuff gas mileage. Or better. Something. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know either, but it looks cool. So you're like, yeah, it's gas. And they're like, 
yeah and they're like yeah don't worry we filled it with ni- nitrogen for you there um so anyways those are my my three little pro tips coming out of this um but yeah coming up next i have uh, another hard-hitting uh, dad question to ask you about it, the experience with my second car because um, this one is still an open issue and i'm trying to figure out how to resolve it so i Ooh. need your help okay all right cool guys coming up next uh dan comes to the worst person he possibly could for advice but first, you know, we started with some folk music from Denton. Obviously, we need to follow that up with some lo-fi from Brazil. It just goes without saying. So guys, right here, it is Crivor with the song Yuko on Men Seeking Tomahawks. from Brazil. That was a little bit of lo-fi out of our man Crivor with the song Yuko. Dan, what? Uh, give me your instant feedback there. It was very lo-fi. Very lo-fi. I enjoyed that. That was a uh, poppy fun having good time. Yeah, we were actually talking before this about how international the audience has gotten as we have more international artists on the show. So, uh, Love love the, the Brazilian listener who's surely to be checking us out for the first time. We just love the Brazilian. But beyond that, look, supporting independent music is a global affair. So get after it. I say this after every first song. I try not to repeat myself to not be too repetitive, but I'm not a very good broadcaster. So be sure that you get on the menseekingtomahawks.com and uh, find that Crivor link that we provide for you. And say hi to Crivor. Celebrate their entire catalog. Indeed. Speaking of celebrating, that's what I was not doing uh, after the first story I told, which was my first vehicle I had to take to the auto shop. And, you know, like I said, a cruel twist of fate, I ended up needing to take my second vehicle in uh, within a week of that one. So you found the the first one you found out it needed to go into the dealership because you were on the highway and the little battery icon shows up. Not good. Not good. So h- how did this second unit go down for you? 
So this one was a little bit more planned. Uh, we went on a road trip or had a road trip planned with the family. So much like you said, the reason that we would go ahead and do all the repairs suggested on the first vehicle, same reason we are taking this one in just because, you know, hitting, hitting the road, wanted to make sure everything was in tip top shape. So due diligence, due diligence, uh, yeah. Preventative measures, all of those things. And this one was surely just, uh, you know, basic. Very basic oil change. In, maybe, out, done. Maybe rotate the tires if we're feeling, maybe. feeling saucy. Froggy. Yeah. But what I, one issue we had with these, uh, with this vehicle, is one of the tires for the past, I want to say, two years, just been a very slow leak of air. I'm talking about you top it off, and <sighs> God, I hate this. maybe two weeks later, you top it off again. I hate this so much. And, and I feel like every time I take it in, same dealership, I tell them, Hey, you know that back right tire, it's just like it's leaking. Just see if you can find something. Every time. Oh, yeah, we got it. We got it. Two weeks later, back down. It's like, okay, you didn't get it. But the dealership, you know, it's it's like thirty five minutes away. Not gonna take it there. Probably not gonna take it to the you know, somewhere around here because it's not that big of a deal. Just plug in the, the we have one of those little electric uh air pumps, which is nice. Yep. Plug it in for a few minutes every few weeks, no big deal. My wife gets terribly ticked at me just just get it fixed i was like you don't understand every time i go in i tell them it's an issue and every time they tell me it's fixed and it's not so this time when i drop it off with the guy i say you know regular oil change all that stuff and by the way this tire every time i bring it in i tell them every time i bring it in they say it's fixed it's not please just like don't send it home without either telling me you had to replace the whole thing or that you fixed it. Like, I just don't want to have to do this anymore. Oh, yes, sir. No problem. Got it noted right here. Cool. Okay. Well, you know, sitting in the waiting room, get the text that I mentioned before. Oh, by the way, you know, here's here's 2000 or $3,000 worth of repairs we need to make. And all these are red. So, you know, oh, the, the timing belt tensioner is leaking. You got to have this whole package, $1,600. Sway bar in the front. Oh, the bushings are torn. There's supposed to be a bushing here, and you can't even see the bushing thousand bucks control arm bushings are torn on the control arm and i'm asking him, like are these are these like normal for for this like it's not that old of a vehicle he's like oh yeah you know right around the 70 80,000 mile mark like these all got to be changed like, okay um that's fine so i keep telling him and he keeps coming you know come back with stuff and it all look it's giving me pictures and i'm like yeah that looks really bad i think you know, the same story as we mentioned before. So, Dan, I, I know I used to tell you to trim your bush. Like, <laughs> did you start to do it to the car, too? Is that yeah. the problem? Oh, yeah, the man. That, see, that's your manscaped. problem. Yeah, I know, that's I your manscaping problem. manscaping, too, literally. Mm. Um, tisk tisk. But, yeah, so, okay. So, this one turns out to be more expensive than the other one. All these things. And this was really not terrible. anticipated. Not anticipated. This was supposed to be a routine maintenance kind of thing. Like, we were just going to get in, out, and nothing. it was like... You know, I made the the seven thirty a.m. appointment because I wanted to get out. Had it was the last day before we went on this road trip, so I had a bunch of like phone calls for work scheduled and you know appointments and errands to run. So I was seven thirty when I dropped it off, and he comes back with all these issues. And about noon, he's like, "You know, I found you a loaner car. If you just want to take it and you know come back get it tomorrow." I was like, ah, "I can't. Like we're leaving tomorrow on a road trip." He's like, "Okay, well, it's gonna take a little while, but we'll definitely have it done today." I was like, okay, cool. You know, three o'clock starts rolling around. I've been there, you know, six, seven hours at this point. Mm. 
Are you taking like, calls yeah. in the lobby? Like, is yeah, that, I am. I'm just I've like done that. Yeah, I'm just taking Zoom calls in the lobby and apologizing to everyone. Uh, but it is what it is. And you know, finally, he's like, "Okay, we're about an hour away. You still want that complimentary car wash we talked about?" Like, no, gotta get my daughter from daycare. Like, I just want the car, please. <laughs> so, okay, finally, like four o'clock, I gotta pick up my daughter at four thirty. He's like, "Okay, it's ready. Awesome, thank you." So I, I go. You gotta sit there, little desk they have there. Um, goes over things, talks about everything they did. It's like, all right, cool. And and I didn't hear you mention <laughs> mention that tire that was leaking air. It's like, oh yeah, they didn't they didn't say anything about that. And the let me go let me go check real quick. And he was like, uh, disappears for like five minutes, comes back. He's like, you know what? They actually didn't look at that. Um, he's like, but they can they can look at it real quick. And I was like, you know what? I, I have to get out of here. I've been here literally all day. Like, I don't know why this guy's still on shift at this point because it's been so long. I'm like, I think I'll just go. He's like, no, no, no. It'll take five minutes. Take five minutes. It'll... Okay, whatever. Like, he's he's walking off with the key. Doesn't give me a chance. Comes back. Yeah, they said it's all good. And I was like, no, this was not all good. I was like, this is the same thing. If they didn't address it, then it's the same thing. I said, I've brought this car to the same dealership for like two years. Every time the same thing happens. And he's like, well, they looked at it. I don't know what to tell you. He's like, here's my personal email address, my personal phone number. You can call me if something happens. Okay. So, you know, fast forward to the when I got to my destination on my road trip, dropped like 10 PSI over the, you know, dropped from 37 to 27 by the time I get to my destination. Nothing mm-hmm. was addressed. And, like, I'm almost more upset about that small issue than I am about the $3,000 of unexpected repairs done in this vehicle because, like, this was the one thing I said, whatever you do, like, don't give it back like this. And they gave it back. And I I don't know what to do anymore. Like, what would you do? Like, do I just need to go and throw it down with him or what? I don't know, man. I I feel like back in the day, pre-Obama, like, Obama was, like, told us all, like, just check your tires, PSI, right? Like, that was... Thing was like that was a thing they were selling is like efficiencies, yeah. But like, does that car have like the built-in internal sensor for the low tire? It does. So I can see on the dashboard as it's ticking down. So I feel like before we got those built-in internal persnickety uh, sensors, (laughs) we were all driving on flats all the time. We were just driving on whatever the hell, like whatever WTF you had, like in terms of PSI. It didn't matter because, like, once every two or three months, when you were at the Seven Eleven, you're like, I don't know, let me put the top it off thing in there. <laughs> oh, okay, you're low. Okay, and then you would just do the thing. But now, I, I here's my here's my hypothesis, Dan. This is let's let's apply the scientific method here because we believe in science, right? the The thought to me is, it's probably good to have consistently inflated tires. I don't want to sound too political here, but I think that given the sensors that we have and the fact that you go over the pothole and you go over the bumpy bumps, I think that those, those, them, them PSIs get knocked out. And, And I think that we're just more aware of it now than any other time in this nation's history. And so it's probably it's probably something we should have been addressing back then, but we didn't know. We didn't care because every once in a while you would do the thing and the, the little tire gog would tell you what's going on. But now the tire gog is in the tire. 
and so now there's so we're we are hyper aware of the tire pressure. So you're arguing against optimizing. No, I'm not. I'm saying that I'm saying that it's always been this bad. Like you think this is lunacy because like you're going to the dealership and you're grabbing the guy's collar and you're like, listen, man, I just want this tire to be full, like my heart. And but that's not possible. How'd you get the recording of that? I'm sorry. Like it's uh, I didn't tell you about the hidden cameras, but. But I, I think that's the thing is I think the tires are all, all are always all over the place all the time, and we just never knew it, and so now we're just having to deal with that situation. I don't know, man. I've got four tires, and they all got the sensor, and three of them have been fine for the past few but years. But maybe that fourth one is the one that's going over the bumpy bumps that you're you're not thinking about. Like maybe that's it. I've been spending a lot maybe, of time thinking about this because I have the just, same thing. I have maybe the same it just thing. has a slow leak that they just need to find and patch for me. Dan, you're. I think you're asking too much. I think. I think that's the situation. I don't think there's a slow leak. I think that PSI changes more than you and I want to acknowledge, <laughs> and that you just have to deal with that. And I think I can't that's believe it. You're, you're denying science like this. I'm not denying science. I'm saying that I think the PSIs go bye bye, and we just don't know it. But just on one of the four. Tires. Just one on one of the four, because not all the four are going over the pothole, are they? Why didn't you just take your car over to the mechanic next to the studio? Oh, oh yeah. Have we ever met that guy? No, but his shop is conveniently right outside this window over here. Hey, excuse me. Can we talk to you for a second? Oh, hey. Uh, men seeking tomahawks. I was uh, just listening to you beefcakes on the internet. <laughs> What in the world? Beefcakes? And, and where's that music coming from? I, I don't see an instrument anywhere. Yeah, we, we didn't catch your name. That's because I didn't give it to you yet. The name's Roddy. Roddy Bovine. <laughs> but all the ladies call me Beefy Rod. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Beefy Rod. You're right. says it right there in your jumpsuit. See it. So speaking of, I've never actually seen a mechanic's uniform with shorts that short. Those are so short. Well, I found that in my line of work, you have to have a uniform that allows you to stay limber. <laughs> you gotta be ready for action, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, Rod, we were actually just talking about mechanics, which I think you are one, and wanted to see if you could give us some of that insider info. You know, Dan. I found that uh, mechanicin is really all about the customer. You gotta love servicing people, and God, <laughs> do I love servicing people? <laughs> uh, look, hey, listen, Dan. Dan just had his car worked on, and uh, he just had some routine maintenance done. What sort of tips can you tell us on that? Just the tips. Oh, come on. You oh. know what I meant. <laughs> well, I always like to make sure people know about the simple things like spark plugs. I heard you had to get one new one of them, Dan. Is that right? Uh, yeah, actually. That's something I wish I had known a little bit more about before I took my car in. Oh, you bet. Spark plugs require a precise gap to ensure proper ignition to the air-fuel mixture. Okay. Okay, now see, that that is actually a very good bit of information to let people know about. 
Well, now most people will use a special tool called a gapper to set the spark plug to the exact gap. Huh. So, what should you do if you don't own a gapper? Try my technique. All you need is your tongue. Put that back in your mouth. What in the world? Dude, that is gross. And I'm not a mechanic, but I'm I'm pretty sure that does not work. Oh, it works for me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Let's move on. Well, oh, stop it. Maybe Put that spark plug down. Oh, maybe go on to some advice that might really help people that are listening who maybe are looking for some help with their cars. Well, Dan, many people don't know that the uh, gauge on your dash with the F and the E are indicating whether your gas tank is full or empty. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say it like that? (laughs) And I don't know how terribly helpful that information is. That's, you know, even to to an idiot like me, I know what that's all about. I, I know how that works. Well, people all might not know proper gas tank filling technique. Watch as I demonstrate with this vehicle. Mm. Mm. Oh. Okay, hold, hold on. Look, oh, yeah. I, listen, man, I am certain that you don't have to repeatedly thrust the gas nozzle into the gas tank in a vigorous fashion. Once will do. I feel sorry for your old lady. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why, why did you pull the nozzle out and spray all over the car? It's okay, she's into it. But good looking out, Dan. Consent is imperative. Oh, very, very. Uh, okay, if uh, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with local auto mechanic Roddy Bovine, aka Beefy Rod. Rod. Rod, we're getting the feeling that you're less of a mechanic and more of an adult film star. Quite the keen eye on you two. You might be surprised to know that I am, in fact, an adult film actor. (laughs) Actually, not surprised at all. Uh, We pretty much telegraphed this one. So, you're a porn star, but you are also a mechanic? For sure. Guys like me... In the industry, have lots of professions on account of all the roles that we have to play. Ever heard of method acting? I don't understand. Well, sometimes you have to be a doctor or an army man or a stepdad or... What? (laughs) One time I was even a pizza dude. You'll find I have lots of positions. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. So you're telling us that you think to play a character in a porno, you have to actually have that character's profession in real life? Dan, how am I going to explain to a hot, hot, sexy, beautiful woman... That the triple F boobs I just implanted in her are actually ticking time bombs. And that the only way to defuse them is through hot, hot doctor on patient sex. If I don't have actual medical and bomb diffusing capabilities. So, Rod. What am I going to do? It's a valid question. So, Rod, 
What are some of the films you've starred in? Anything you'd like to promote here? Well, uh, let's see. Oh gosh, it's been pretty. It's been pretty slow lately because of COVID. I mean, you know, like this last month, I only made forty-seven movies. Huh. Let's see. There's uh, bats in the cellar, calamity in the ballerina and the winter, and pop pop duck. Okay, I I don't think we can put any of that on the air. I also starred in Air Bud Golden Receiver Two, now streaming on Disney Plus, which is that's a big that's a big get for me. Wow, that's uh, quite the left turn. Oh, but you'll impressive. see. I, yeah, I've got a fantastic range. Yeah. Okay, okay, Rod, Rod, calm down. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about the adult film industry before we get you out of here? Well, yes. Um, we strictly adhere to the American Humane Society standard of uh, care to ensure that no animals are ever harmed in the making of any adult film that we ever perform. Um, that, that, that's great, Rod. I'm good to hear that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's thank our guest, Roddy Bovine, for stopping by. And that's going to do it for Men Seeking Tomahawks. Be sure to subscribe. Subscribe. Okay, okay, okay. Get out of here. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Become a tomahawk-seeking person by joining us on your social media platform of preference. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is that saxophone coming from? Oh, it's coming from everywhere. It It is everywhere. I don't... Understand. Fight through it, Jack. We've got to get to the end. And to hear more from the musicians featured on today's program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack, I'm Dan, and I- I've got to take a shower. I feel disgusting. Oh, take a shower with me, Dan. No, no. I'm on my own.